Welcome to the Whole Indie Show, your home for your weekly slice of indie goodness. So it's natural that I ask myself, is this a risk I'm willing to take? And the answer, absolutely. If you know something about me, you know that I am trying to change the wave of the future. Jesus was ashamed when he did Innocence once lost can never be regained. Darkness once gazed upon can never be lost. All things truly wicked start from innocence. Because I want to see you, see me, smash it up. Come and play. What I want is Brian Danielson's head on a stick. This is my challenge to everybody on the independent scene, and that's to fly. Try to be the best in the world. With your hosts, Sandro Latelpa. And Ashley Richardson. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I knew we'd tear the fucking roof off. Well, I guess this week is the true reason why Jesus died on the cross, so Shakara could do Easter weekend shows. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the whole indie show. I am your host, uh, Ashley Richardson, and joining me as ever is Sandro. And um, Sandro, can you tell I'm excited? <laughs> yeah, I know you're excited. Uh, we'll get to that in a, a bit later, but uh, man, uh, you know, despite. Uh, a pretty sad uh, week last week. Uh, I think this weekend was a a bit of an upside with uh, WrestleMania, which personally I thought definitely one of the better WrestleManias and I, something that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't looking forward to that show, but it turned out to be really great, just like uh, last year's uh, WrestleMania. So pretty good back-to-back manias here. And uh, some of the shows that happened uh, with the indie shows, uh, you know, had its somewhat up and ups and downs. But uh, overall, it sounded like a pretty successful weekend. Yeah, certainly. Uh, of course, the big news that really broke this weekend is that uh, Global Force Wrestling has announced they will be doing TV tapings in Vegas at the Orleans Arena. Uh, I think the first set is July 24th. And they are scheduled to do future tapings on August the 21st and October the 23rd as well. I find it a bit weird that they haven't announced any kind of outlet, whether this is going to be television, internet, or pay-per-views. So I guess we'll have to find out Broadcast before. event. Broadcast event shows. That's all it says. Yeah, that's all it says. Mm. This will be shown in some some way. That's what they said, so. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Now, uh, not only am I lucky that uh, the UK is lucky that they get Shikara this week, but uh, the UK is also getting probably a match that would never happen anywhere. Okay. Probably wouldn't even happen in Japan. So, Revolution Pro. Yes. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Revolution Pro have announced for their June 14th show 
at York Hall in Bethnal Green in London. They're going to be having Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Gasp. <laughs> it's a big one. Yes, it is. Arguably the biggest showman in New Japan versus the biggest showman on the indies. And uh, let's just hope this match actually happens and let's hope we don't get a a bad situation like last year when Ricochet was supposed to take on Okada and then they had to be axed because of the ground commitments. So I, I hope this match does happen. And, you know, I said on the on the social media, uh, you guys in the UK are very, very lucky. I won't be because <laughs> that's... Or, uh, I probably won't be able to go to it because it's London. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a way. Plus, it isn't a holiday like all this Easter stuff this weekend is. It just fit perfectly. Although I am jealous now of American though, uh, the American guys, because just announced uh, on Wednesday is the first name for the Ring of Honor uh, New Japan Super Shows. Uh, confirmed for both Global War shows and the War of the World show is former IWGP World Champion Hiroshi Tanahashi. Mm. Which, considering there were rumors that they weren't going to have big talents, well, I think that rumor got blown out the water. Well, uh, we'll see if they'll add a, a couple of more, as, you know, rumblings were saying that... Uh, they were going to downsize the number of uh, Japanese talent for this year's shows. And, well, we'll see what happens in the upcoming weeks leading to those shows. Now, speaking of Ring of Honor, here's the news that I think caught everyone by surprise, and I don't think many people know it. So I can't say it's an exclusive, but considering how... Everybody's been talking about everything else. You might not have heard about this news. Uh, Ring of Honor, as of this weekend, will no longer be seeing Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, that as, uh, they've parted ways. Yes, uh, yeah, I found out. The, I found out about this news uh, yesterday. That was that was something I wasn't expecting. Obviously, we don't know the details of why this happened. Uh, we can only speculate. Uh, maybe uh, both, both parties couldn't uh, come to an agreement on on the contract that uh, Ring of Honor wanted Ciampa to sign. Or could be some other things. We don't know. But the thing is, uh, apparently Ciampa is... Well, he will be officially done with the promotion. Which is very surprising to, to see that. And... Uh, He's already uh, taking bookings, as he already posted on his uh, Twitter. So, should be interesting to seeing uh, will where excuse me he'll end up. Uh, what am I seeing him? Uh, what am I seeing him in in the WWN world uh, with the Evolve promotion? That would be pretty interesting to see. Uh, he's starting to appear. Well, he could be a regular now for AAW as he has done a. One or two shows not that long ago. Mm. So it could be a regular there. Uh, what am I seeing him in AIW as well? Considering the dates, because I think he said May the 24th and 25th. 
I'm pretty sure isn't that around the time the J-Lit could be? It's normally end of May. Yeah, it is. Uh, <clears throat> I think within the last week of May, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, just checking his his Twitter, and he is uh, accepting dates for this month. And of course, uh, I guess the open date that he's accepting in May is May second. So far. Which uh, he mentioned on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Monday. But uh, dates for April, he's pretty much wide open. He's got several dates open for that. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I think it's a, I think this is a, a big loss for Ring of Honor. I, I thought he was doing pretty good. I thought the character that he was doing up to now was very interesting. Uh, I was actually looking forward to seeing him hopefully getting that uh, world title, but that didn't happen. And looks like he's going to keep moving forward after this weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> um, trying to, what, what were the dates in April <clears throat> that he's uh, hinting at? April 17th, 24th, and 25th. Which rules out uh, beyond wrestling. Cheap segue, but you know. Uh, it looks like he's going to the UK for Southside on uh, Sunday, May thirty first. Okay. And he's gonna and he's gonna take on Mark Haskins. Sounds like a plan. <clears throat> Sounds like a plan indeed. Um, so yeah, the segue was to beyond wrestling because. They've started to announce some pretty interesting matches for their double header, which is uh, Scorned and When Satan Rules His World. Down at Fake Music, uh, apparently Is He Dead Yet will be defending the ISW title. So Interspecies Wrestling will be represented there. And Eddie Kingston will be taking on Stockade. I think that's part of the Satan show. Oh, it's not even confirmed. Brilliant. So it accepted the challenge, but I don't know what it is. So, uh, so far we've got, we've got confirmed uh, for Scorned. We've got Steve Carino versus Matt Tremont. Okay. It's weird. Uh, Mike Bailey versus AR Fox. Pinky Sanchez versus Kimberly. And understandably, that's entitled Hell Hath No Fury. <laughs> Which, and I'll probably add this in here as well. Uh, new footage got released from Beyond this week of the moment that they didn't show on World Star Hip Hop. And that is Kimberly with a hefty chair shot to Chris Dickinson from all three angles, a la the uh, Pazuzu bomb that apparently pissed off the internet six weeks or so ago. Well, no, about a month ago, <clears throat> should I say. I did it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's gone down. Uh, the juicy product will be imploding as it will be uh, JT Dunn versus David Starr. And the Garden State Gods take on the Crusade for Change. In what is labelled a grudge match. 
also scheduled to compete are Donovan Dijak, Brian Fury, Ryan Rush, and Moose. Oh, I'm telling you, uh, Moose is uh, <clears throat> apparently it's running wild all over the US. Yeah. And then uh, for the Satan Rules is World Show, only two matches confirmed so far as uh, the Nation of Intoxication. Havoc Moore and Lucky 13 will take on Drastic, Ortiz, and Yaka of Pazuzu. And Ninjas with Altitude take on the Young Bucks. Okay, Melt, that's going to be Melter Drivers, 630s, Super Kicks are plenty. My God. <clears throat> also set to be part of that show are Kingston, Dickinson, and Lovelace. So it looks like Kingston's only doing the evening show, so. Kingston Stockade's probably going to get added to Satan Rules' world. Should be interesting. And the, the other bit of news that came from this weekend's uh, WrestleMania weekend stuff is WWN have announced that next year's WWN live experience will be happening in Dallas, Texas. And unlike uh, this year... Uh, they have managed to get a venue across the street from WWE's access. That is very ballsy on WWN's part. But it would it surprise me at some point uh, before you know uh, that weekend occurs that WWE has some kind of deal with the, the city. So force uh, WWN to move out to some other area. Unless, of course, they realize. Um... Oh, I'm trying to think. <clears throat> Unless they're trying to uh, ex more be more accepting of the indies now, considering they're poaching the talent so much. <laughs> I I don't know. I have a feeling that they're gonna they're gonna do their best to prevent uh, WWM for having any show, especially across the street. I have a feeling that they're going to have their way and uh, make the city force them to move out because, let's face it, WWE has money, and WWN doesn't have that much money as WWE, so uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they force them out. Yeah, it's it's possible. Now, uh, that's all the news from me. Have you got a few more uh, stories, Sandra? Actually, I do. Uh, let's start off with, uh, I guess, very surprising news. And I guess the news that we were expecting, but we didn't know when it would occur. Uh, uh, yeah, so news came out on, uh, I believe it was yesterday, Tuesday. Uh, Nick Gage is out. Oh yes, <laughs> he got. I think he was supposed to be scheduled to release for like the end of March anyway. Yeah. It's not like it's been fast tracked. <laughs> yeah, so he got released, and uh, I noticed a lot of uh, people in the independent wrestling scene are happy that he is released, and uh, I didn't notice uh, a certain Midwest promotion in Cleveland. Is very happy that he's released, and it, uh, apparently he, uh, they want to book him for a show, which I'm very surprised to see, and uh, I'm not even sure if I want to see that to be honest. <laughs> but 
I think we know what's happening in some uh, in some uh, farm <laughs> in May. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, it could happen. But uh, yeah, people are happy, you know, that he's released, and uh, I'm assuming that uh, he could show up possibly at uh, a best of the best, or maybe the show after. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they get him for best of the best, at least to make an appearance. Is that a question I should ask Drew, Drew Gulak this weekend? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> he is, well, he is going to be there that weekend, so yeah. If you see him, you could probably ask him. Um, another bit of news. Uh, first off, uh, last week, uh, Jonathan Gresham had a recent stint in Mexico for DTU promotion, and he won a championship. He won the DTU High Impact title uh, this past weekend. And uh, judging from the highlights, uh seemed like an overall pretty good success for Jonathan Gresham. So definitely congratulations to him on a yeah, successful tour. Nice and uh, I guess this is the last bit of news as of now, but it's uh, pretty bad news. Uh, FWE were planning to have shows uh, later this month in upstate New York. Uh, I believe they were planning to have two or three shows in one weekend. But then uh, news came out on Monday. Uh, Apparently, uh, FWE, the owner, uh, had a deal to run these shows with a, a different promoter from upstate New York. And apparently the other promoter uh, didn't fulfill his duties as as far as uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as giving his half of the money to have the venues booked and everything. And because of that, they had to cancel the upcoming shows. And uh, the owner went uh, basically described what happened. On the social media, uh, he's uh, you know he feels sorry that you know because of what happened, gives a reason of why it's not happening, and at the end of this uh, this uh, this note, uh, he pretty much gives a hint that the October tenth show in the fall could be their very last show of the promotion. Wow. Which is um, kind of sad to to hear uh, him say that. But at the same time, when I look back on it, I'm not really surprised. I'm not saying this to be an asshole or anything. But when you look back, they only had one show. It wasn't last year. It was a year prior. And that was when the year before they had they ran like uh, so many shows really close together, and they were very quiet up until they ran that one show two years ago. So it seems like they did have a bit of financial issues, and uh, because of this recent situation, of course, looking back when they were supposed to run shows in in California, of course that didn't work. That didn't end up very well. They had to have the show here in Brooklyn and. Despite that one being uh, 
a successful show despite last minute. And now this happening uh, looks like they could be uh, closing shop, which is a bit of a shame. But um, I mean, I don't know if it, that will be the last show. I guess we'll find out when the October 10th show is completed. We'll have to we'll see what happens. But if they are going to close up, uh, I think that's a damn shame. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they, I would say they had a pretty good run for what they had, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, uncertain times. So I hope everything goes well for them with that, because just the way it's happened is a pretty bit shitty. So, should we lighten the mood by talking about all the results this week? Sure. So uh, we'll start off with uh, WrestleCon from Saturday at the hotel ballroom in Sa- at the uh, San Jose airport. So the dark match was Jessica Havoc beating Tessa Blanchard. Why was that a dark match? <laughs> I should have just been on the card. I hope that gets released. Uh, the main card opened with uh, John Morrison beating ACH. Uh, Matt Stryker beat Jake Manning. Uh, the world's cutest tag team of... Uh, Candice and Joey beat Zayn Riley and Caleb Connolly with a uh, reverse Rana by Candice on Caleb. Uh, Brian Kendrick, uh, victorious over Cedric Alexander. Then Aerostar beat Jack Evans and Andrew Everett in the freeway with a middle rope Canadian destroyer on Jack Evans. That's getting around, that Canadian destroyer. <laughs> Uh, then we had uh, the Team Cult versus Team Hero. So, uh, what was supposed to be 5-on-5 five five became 6-on-6 six six because the captains got involved as well. So, it was Chris Hero, Drew Gulak, Tommaso Ciampa, Brian Myers, James Storm and Abyss taking on Chris Hero, Big Rick... Oh, sorry, uh that was Chris Hero and Drew Gulak. Uh, so, Colt Cabana, Big Rick from Lucha, I guess. Uh, Matt Seidel, Tommy Dreamer, and the Dudley Boys. Very random, but said to be pretty fun. Um, Team Cabana getting the win with Seidel hitting a shooting star press on Brian Myers. Uh, then... We had uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, Ricochet, and AR Fox beat Kazarian, Daniels, and Roderick Strong with Liger hitting Daniels with a brainbuster. And then the main event with RVD and Sabu beating the Hardy Boys with a five star frog splash from RVD onto Matt Hardy. And from what I have heard from some of the reports that witnessed it, any match other than this match should have main evented. It's that good. Yeah, overall, it, it sounds like a fun show. So um, um, hopefully I get a chance to watch it uh, when it gets released. Uh, next up, I think we'll... I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll go with Ring of Honor. 
because as it as you sort of you predicted, or I guess as we both predicted, this not a lot happened, and everything happened. So uh, it opened with Mark Briscoe beating ACH with a re- uh, reversing a sunset flip attempt into I guess a a roll up or you know crucifix pin or whatever. I don't know if it's ha- if you, if you if if I if I have to know what the finishing moves are for the wrestling, I really hope somebody else is at that Shikara show. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go. This person beat this person. Although the annoying thing is, I don't think Twitter works on my phone. In which case, I'll just have to mail it over once it's done. Somebody will be there that will chronicle it. Hopefully. Well, for a second, well, I'm saying I wouldn't want to be featured on. Um, I could probably give my thoughts on the match and whatever, and mix it in. Okay. But I won't get finishes right. <laughs> uh, Michael Elgin beat Frankie Kazarian with the Elgin bomb. Uh, after the match, Elgin hit Christopher Daniels in the back with a chair, and then hit an Elgin bomb on him as well. Michael Elgin. Apparently hates Ring of Honor. Still. <clears throat> Despite working for him. Still. There was something weird that that I'm going to explain with Elgin, but it's I'm going to explain it after the uh, the Daniels match. Right. Um, so, uh, Matt Seidel won the six-man mayhem match with a shooting star on Andrew Everett. Uh, the match also featured Champa. Bruce Coleman, Cedric Alexander, and Moose. So the next, uh, BJ Whitmer, successful over Jimmy Jacobs with an exploder on two chairs. Sadly, it wasn't said to be a great match, uh, but it could have been. But obviously afterward, there was thank you, Jimmy Chance and everything. And then... BJ Whitmer refused to take Jacob's hands, and he and Colby Carino beat the shit out of BJ Whitmer. Until Lacey, the former item of Jimmy Jacobs in the Ring of Honor storyline, made the save, embraced Jimmy, a la sort of WrestleMania 7. Jimmy says his goodbye, and the ballad of Lacey plays as they walk out. Boom! That is how you leave a company. <laughs> oh, my word. Your thoughts on that, Sandra? Uh, it sounded like a, a perfect uh, send-off for Jim Jacobs. Yeah, Ring of Honor. Um, uh, back then, they weren't really... Um, they weren't really a, an item, storyline-wise, but basically the story was that Jimmy was trying to win over Lacey, you know, to be, you know, together as a couple. But, you know, Lacey refused and, you know, he kept trying. So that was the whole point of the that storyline a couple of years prior. But I thought that was I thought this was a good way to to end uh, Jimmy Jacobs' time in Ring of Honor because obviously everybody knows where he's going, and. Uh, Sounded like the the perfect send off. 
Indeed. So uh, next up, we had Roderick Strong beating Christopher Daniels with the Stronghold. Now, uh, this is where you wanted to chime in, Sandra. Right. So for the, uh, from what I've heard from those that are in attendance, because I know the guys from uh, PW Ponderings went to the show, uh, the, for what happened with, during the uh, the first match with Elgin and Kazarian, uh, Daniels, uh, no, Elgin attacked Daniels after the match, but it seemed kind of odd. And then later in this match with uh, Strong and Daniels, um, I think uh, Elgin at some point came in after the match, and then like Daniels got the better of him. So it seems like they're going to like switch the matches, like for the the VOD version, to make it to seem it makes sense basically. But it seemed like it was a bit confusing uh, for those live in attendance. Wow, which if that was the case, then why couldn't they do it? Why couldn't they have done the strong Daniels match first? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unless like. One of them came in late. Maybe that's that was why they had to change it up. Yeah. So that made sense, enough. Um. <laughs> then we had the tag titles on the line with Red Dragon, accompanied by Filthy Tom Lawler, cool. beating the Kingdom of Taven and Bennett uh, with the Falcon Arrow on Bennett. There was um. Uh, what are they called again? The Knights of that Rising Sun, or something like that. Yeah, R- Rising Dawn. That's it, I think. The Knights what of the Rising Dawn. There was a there was one there was a single masked member that tried to interfere, but apparently it backfired. Which probably hints that you know, could it be a certain Bay Bay? If it's the kingdom, I don't know. Man, I mean, they're making it so... I think they're making it too obvious that it's the kingdom. I mean, maybe they could like pull a swerve on us all. Maybe it's somebody else. But, I mean, if it is them, it would just be a huge letdown. It's Sabu. Because everybody knows it was them. It's Sabu. It's not all this time. It's not actually Adam Cole. It's actually Sabu. Make perfect sense. Not <laughs> uh, the TV title was successfully retained by Jay Lethal, beating Jushin Thunder Liger after uh, a lethal injection. And Lethal then tried to use the, what it was. Lethal tried to use the belt. Liger grabbed it from him. Uh, the referee then took the belt away from Liger. And that distraction allowed Lethal to hit the Lethal Injection to retain. But I'm just wondering, because Liger's here, does that mean he's returning next month? Or am I just dreaming? <laughs> uh, he could. But I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait until they make it official. Although yeah. I, I can't say that um, the... I think it was the president... Yeah, the president of uh, New Japan was in the building. On that oh, night. right. He was watching. Mm-hmm. Nice. And from what I've heard, uh, he was in talks with the uh, Ring of Honor staff, uh, the head office people, about 
This is might what have led to the Tanahashi announcement. Uh, yeah, they're probably working some back. deals off. So, and finally, Jay Briscoe beat Samoa Joe with the Jay Driller to retain the world title. Yeah, that wasn't really a surprise. There you go. So, uh, uh, just really quick. Um, apparently, some people had left uh, during intermission, and some people had left like before the main event because they wanted to go to the NXT show. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but apparently it wasn't that much. It was about maybe like fifteen percent of the crowd that left. So this is like okay. doesn't seem like it was a lot. Did leave saw Itami hit a GTS, so I'd say they won. <laughs> and uh, there was somebody from the uh, Ring of Honor roster that did win to the NXT show, and uh, that was one ACH. Now was it ACH or Stone Cold ACH? No, it was just ACH. I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure he he was probably watching from the crowd because I don't think he would have been backstage. No, I, I I can't see it happening. Maybe he was. I don't know, but he he was there at the show, which is uh, uh, I guess a bit of a surprising. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting stuff there. So uh, now we begin the road. To WWN Live finishing their shows, so uh, we basically the WWN Live experience will go through now. Uh, starting off with Evolve 39 from Thursday night, which opened with Timothy Thatcher versus Drew Gulak. Hmm. Uh, understandably, because of as we predicted and as it turned out to be, it was a very technical match and. Uh, the finish came with uh, Thatcher going for an ankle lock, but then Gulak uh, got an armbar and put on the Gulak. Thatcher managed to kick him away and put and uh, attempt to put on the Kimura, but Gulak countered it into a crucifix pin and a free count. So once again, uh, Gulak beats Thatcher. So he's four. Apparently, he's four and zero against him. Or I don't think he's four and zero in actual matches because I think he lost them in China or something. <clears throat> but said to be a uh, pretty good match. Then uh, next we had Biff Busick versus Tommy End. And um, most people seem to be saying it was pretty good. Uh, Busick, uh, the finish coming with Busick going with uh, his version of a chokehold. Tommy N tries freeing himself, but Busick keeps the grip on. Tommy N passes out, and the referee has to stop the match. Uh, then afterwards. Uh, Busick mocked Chris Hero for endorsing Tommy N because he beat him and Busick says that Hero fears him which led into Chris Hero versus Ethan Page and from what I've heard Ethan was over a bit but not as much as he probably should have been 
Some of the crowd didn't seem that interested, which is a shame. Because he's better than that. Uh, the finish for the match came with uh, Hero slapping Page away, hitting a rolling elbow, managing to counter the spinning Dwayne from Page, unblocked a boot, hit a knee to the jaw, and another boot, and another rolling elbow. Uh, Page was out. Uh, Hero took off his uh, elbow pad and hit another rolling elbow to get the win. And uh, Hero then responded to Busick saying that uh, Busick shouldn't use his name. Hang on. How is Busick using Hero's name? I can't remember. How, how did that work out? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Busick once again says that Hero is afraid of him. So they start trash talking. Busick guarantees that Hero will be choked out. And gives Hero a free shot. Hero says Busick is stupid. So then Busick locks in the choke. Hero runs away. And Busick says Hero is a dead man. Because you know. With recent events. We really want more people killed in wrestling. Who wrote that? Oh wait. Gabe. So then we had uh, the premier athlete brand of TJ Perkins, Brian Cage, and Caleb Conley taking on Ricochet, Rich Swan, and Uha Nation. Uh, understandably, uh, the faces went over here. Basically, there was miscommunication with uh, Perkins and Conley. Uha managed to press slam Conley. Swan hit a 450 and then got uh, Conley got hit with the Uha combination to get the win. Uh, afterwards, the babyfaces all got low blowed by Andrea. Cage tosses Ricochet and Nation, Nation out the ring. Conley nails Swan in the face with the belt to keep their issue. SoCal Vow apparently also yelled at Perkins, but Perkins walked out. So it looks like Premier Athlete Band is down to, uh, down to, I'm trying to think, three, two, something. <laughs> uh, so next. Johnny Gagano defending the Open the Freedom Gate title against AR Fox. Understandably, Gagano retained, but uh, the finish came with uh, Gagano hitting a hurt donut from a top rope, uh, which AR Fox somehow kicked out of. But Gagano immediately put on the Gagano escape, and Fox had to tap out. Uh, said to be a pretty good spot here with this one. Uh, Gagano mentions possibly going to the hospital, but then talks about Drew Galloway and wants to come in the main event. So then we had Drew Galloway defending the Evolve title against PJ Black. Something I'd like to mention here is the video they put out on YouTube, like two days before all these matches happened, said, here is the top 10 with major title implications. 
Yeah, the guy that isn't even the guy that's number one on the list, Biff Busick, doesn't even get a shot. That? Oh no, was it? Rod no, it was Roderick Strong that was number one, who didn't even get a shot, and number two was Biff Busick, who didn't even get a shot. So how did it have implications? Huh? Gabe, what are you doing, man? Mm. Is that what you can say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically the finish came for this match with uh, Galloway putting Black on his shoulders, climbed the ropes and did a... Uh, I'm not sure it was a second rope or a top rope air raid crash. Uh, but then Galloway connected with the boot and double arm DDT as well to get the win. Well, uh, apparently those that were in attendance, uh, apparently uh, PJ uh, got a bigger reaction from the crowd. And apparently majority of the people that in attendance were looking forward to the ex-WWE people rather than, you know, the, the regular roster. Oh, dear. So that's probably why this match occurred, Paige which... And Paige died to death. Which... Right. When you look at it, promotion-wise, I can understand where Gabe was going with this. Which it sounds like... Uh, I, I guess he pulled it off, but uh, from attendance-wise, it wasn't that much on this show. Uh, afterwards, Galloway shook black hands and um, basically thanked the fans. I think what is known in the term as doing a Davy Richards. So I'm looking forward to this weekend. <laughs> I'll get to that. Um, nothing but respect for the effort. Gagano then comes out and says what he's done the last few years, you know, while Galloway's been away in other companies. But the thing is, it's, it's being done out of respect between the two of them, not actually that one resents the other for some reason. Uh, they then start brawling and Swan and Paige have to break them up. But apparently that just <laughs> apparently it was just like they started brawling for no apparent reason. Which is good, isn't it? <laughs> so probably a better Thursday show than last year's. But I don't know if it was the show that it could have been. Probably because the crowd thought it was NXT, clearly, because they were looking for WWE talent. Well, uh, apparently I heard mixed reviews. I heard this show was not that good. I heard it was otherwise. So I guess we'll we'll have to be the judge. Uh, we'll probably review the show in the upcoming weeks, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll give our thoughts on it. Yeah. And then uh, Evolve 40 from Friday, I guess it was af afternoon, evening time. Yeah. Give or take. Uh, the show opened with... Drew Galloway versus Uha Nation. Yeah, the guy that main evented the previous night is opening. What? <laughs> uh, said to be a pretty solid match between the two of them. Uh, Nation 
Uh, the finish came with Nation hitting a sit-down powerbomb, but only for a two-count. Nation then, you know, pumped himself up, uh, tr- and uh, Galloway then went for a backslide, but Uha's too big for that to happen. And then a double-arm DDT happened out of nowhere. And apparently, you know, Galloway wins. And, of course, then Galloway does a Davey Richards. So then Timothy Thatcher versus Tommy End, which was a stiff technical match like we thought. Uh, the ending came with Thatcher getting kneed in the head. Uh, and then a series of strikes and Tommy End put on the cross arm breaker. Thatcher managed to roll it through and lock in the Kimura. And Tommy End taps. But very positive things said about this. Chris Hero then yelled at Thatcher. Uh, the two opponents, End and Thatcher, shook hands. Chris Hero broke it up and yelled at him again. And Thatcher walks out on Hero and uh, just gives a little bump. That's how you hype um, the Super Show, I guess. Uh, next was Drew Gallery. Drew, Drew Gulak, sorry, versus uh, TJ Perkins. Apparently accompanied by SoCal Val, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, again, this was a pretty good match from what the uh, people have said that have seen it. Uh, Perkins went for a cross-arm breaker, uh, but... Gulak managed to get an elbow across the knee, missed an Sagiri. Uh, Perkins then went for a roll-up, but then Gulak reapplies uh, the ankle lock. But he tried, I, I think, managed to get a little bit earlier. Uh, Perkins rolled up into the ropes. Perkins went for an ankle lock himself, and Gulak reversed it into another one for himself, and TJ has to tap. So again, I'm not sure whether you should have had back-to-back technical matches, but both got pretty good uh, responses from uh, the crowd and uh, people watching the streams. Then uh, we had AR Fox versus Ethan Page, which was once again sort of more of a... Were the crowd said to be more over for Ethan Page for this show? Uh... Or not? I think he, I, I think I've heard he got a better reaction on this show. Yeah. Ethan Page was sort of playing up the heel role, AR Fox with the face, which sort of makes sense. Uh, Fox hit a running open hand strike and low main pain, 450 splash uh, combination of moves to get the win. But once again, and as they previously had uh, good matches, this one was a good one as well. Uh, Page, you know, gets the mic and the fans are booing him because he's been working here. And he says, you know, the, the fans should be booing him because he lost two matches and put over Gagano and says that he just wants to be like him. So Page apologizes for what happened. Gagano then comes out and tells Page to shut up and says that he believes in him and that Page belongs in Evolve. And uh, then Gagano puts himself over and hypes up the match the next night. For the uh, for the belts, 
So again, they're teasing something. Whether it happens, you'll have to find out. <laughs> so then we had Chris Hero, Biff Busick, which was, again, said to be a very good match. Uh, Busick uh, getting quite a lot of offense towards the end uh, as Hero sort of dominated to the early point. Basically, both guys beat the shit out of each other, which isn't that much of a surprise. Uh, Busick tried for a throw, but Hero managed to wrist lock out. He connected with an elbow to the back of the head, but Busick kicked out. Then went for a hard forearm and another forearm. Busick kicked out at one. Hero hit him again and hit a tombstone pile driver for the victory. But uh, a pretty damn good match from what the people have said. Then uh, Johnny Gugano and Rich Swan versus uh, Caleb Conley and Brian Cage. So I don't know what happened here. All I know is that apparently at some point in the match, even though it doesn't seem clear, Rich Swan got injured. Do we know any? Has there been any news of what happened to there, Sandra? Uh, from what I've heard from those in attendance, uh, uh, there were some issues with his ribs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess... Uh, I think they stopped the match at that point because they were worried that... Um, well, basically, from what I'm guessing, they don't want another scare that weekend. Right. So they were being very precautious, but uh, yeah, it doesn't but seem to be. With that. There was a major problem with that. So while that was all happening, apparently um, Conley, well, basically Conley got put uh, Gagano put the Gagano escape on Conley, and Conley tapped, and the bell rang. From what I can tell. So then, so so it implies, you know, Gagano has won it for his team. Then the referee says that due to injury, uh, Conley and Cage win. What? I hope that wasn't an audible by the referee because that just, that is just nonsensical. Well, I mean, I can probably understand why they did it, but I, I guess when we watch it, we'll see. We'll, we'll decide if it was a excuse me if uh, it was the right move or not. But I don't really have an issue with that. I think that's fine. Now, as far as uh, Swan is concerned, uh, I haven't. Uh, I heard it wasn't that serious, but uh, he's gonna. Take some time off. Yeah. Which makes sense. <clears throat> so then main event, uh, Ricochet versus PJ Black. Uh, Ricochet getting the win after uh, basically getting 
hit with a power bomb and a 630. And again, said to be a pretty good show. So pretty much this show has been a lot more solid throughout than uh, Thursday show was in Evolve 39. Yeah, definitely. I definitely heard this show was uh, better than uh, 39. So I think at that point we shall stop for take our first break and when we come back uh we've got both nights of the king of the indies to pre uh to review or to re- run through the results should i say uh shimmer's chick fight and uh the wwn super show hopefully we'll be able to all fit that all in the second part so all that will be coming up after this break trained, say your prayers, and ate your vitamins, then you'll love the Hulkamania Chronicles. Sean Beckerman, host of Beyond the Bell, your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast, breaks down the history and career of the legendary Hall of Famer, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Each edition covers a different era in the history of the Hulkster as we relive our childhood hero. From the beginning of Hulkamania in the mid-80s and the birth of WrestleMania through the challenging times of the steroid trial all the way to his jump to WCW and the formation of Hollywood Hogan and the New World Order and then his return to the WWF leading in to the Hall of Fame. This edition covers it all. You can catch the Hulkamania Chronicles exclusively on Beyond the Bell here on the SNS Radio Network, brother. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. And I want to take a moment to let you guys know that personally, I appreciate the support that we've had here on the SNS Radio Network over the years. And I'm here to tell you about a new way that you can help us out and show your support for the SNS Radio Network. We now have a way for you to uh, donate to the SNS Radio Network. If you go to the SNSRadioNetwork.com main page, scroll down. There is now a donate button on the page. Now, I'm not saying you have to donate to us, but your donation is very appreciated as we do a lot of hard work on the SNS Radio Network. It's been a lot of our time and our own money to make sure that you guys have uh, entertaining podcasts and live shows on the SNS Radio Network. So to those who have donated so far, 
On behalf of the SNS Radio Network, we appreciate you and your continued support. And for those that will donate in the future, again, we thank you for your support of the SNS Radio Network. www.snsradionetwork.com, providing you with free podcasts since 2010. fan of the SNS radio network want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the SNS network well, let me tell you how you can check out the Facebook group over at www.facebook.com slash groups slash SNS radio network on Twitter follow us at SNS radio network you can follow me Mr. Money on the Mic Jeff Jackson at SNS underscore jj sexay one these are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the sns radio network hey there listeners of the sns radio network my wife here now, as most of you listeners know, I happen to promote my own albums every now and again, and the latest one is now available. Yes, Dream Sphere. The musical journey that takes you through the realm of fantasy is now available at mindwipestudios.info. 14 tracks plus a couple of bonus tracks, all available for the neat little price of 10 bucks US. $10 US or A. So check it out today. It's got some great tracks, including Witchwood, Dream Sphere, Flights of Dragons, and many, many more. Dreamsphere available at mywifestudios.info. And welcome back to the second part of this week's indie show of the whole variety. Yeah, because I just switched the title about for no reason. Bye. Um, Sandra and Ashley here, and uh, we're continuing on the results from this WrestleMania weekend, starting with the, well, for this part, with uh, the King of the Indies Night One show, part of a WWN Live things. Prior to the start, everybody came out. And they had a 10-bell salute for Perro Aguero Jr. and Cincinnati Red. Nice little touch. And then announced all the participants a la uh, Jaylet, isn't it? They have everybody come out and do like a photo. Yeah, just like any other uh, big tournament, they do that. 
Yeah. Which is nice. So, uh, the first round was Ray Horus, the former El Heyo de Rey Mysterio, versus uh, Little Cholo of Lucha Underground. Notoriety. And uh, Ray Horus got the win with a Avalanche Top Rope Hurricane Rana. And was said to be a good opener. Uh, then we had uh, Jeff Cobb taking on Rick Luxury. Uh, I believe Rick's been a long-time guy on the uh, on the West Coast. And Cobb has, I guess, got some notoriety. Although the name, to me, personally, doesn't ring a bell. Uh, Cobb got the win with a uh, Tour of the Island Power Slam. Did the tour include a pamphlet? That's what I want to know. So then we had Adam Fornstow versus Sean Ricker. So uh, Fornstow is from APW. All pro, isn't that? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And Sean Ricker is from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And it just... Word is, uh, despite that it could have been good, it wasn't as good as I think people were hoping it would be. Uh, Fawnstow getting the win with a frog splash. Next, uh, Vincenzo Massaro, who apparently was in the first two King of the Indies tournaments, taking on El Mariachi from uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution and other shows in the Cali area. Uh, Vincenzo Massaro getting the win with an arm triangle choke. Uh, next, we had a 20-man battle royal, which is practically not very well-known California talent in a match, from what I can tell. Which isn't that bad of a showcase, actually, because obviously it's, you know small California talent actually being given the chance to be on the world stage because obviously it's on our pay-per-view. The winner uh, of it was J.R. Kratos. Whether he's related to God of War Kratos, who knows? Probably not. Uh, Next, B-Boy versus Brian Cage. So PWG, Lucha Underground... Don't matter. They're both good. Uh, Not too bad of a match, apparently. Brian Cage getting the victory with the Weapon X. Then we had Jody Christopherson versus Willie Mack, which again should have been good, but uh, was just a decent match. Uh, Willie Mack winning with a corkscrew sent on. I think it was... So by the looks of it... uh, there's a pretty blown spot, apparently, that Willie Mack covers by working the marks into thinking he's injured. Which I don't think happened because he progressed on in the tournament, which is spoilers for a bit later, but whatever. So then we have uh, Lust of the Legend, who is partners with Adam Thornstow, is part of the Reno Scum. And Jekyll's the Jester. Unsurprisingly, they had a very crazy match 
and apparently both wrestlers took crazy dives that basically nearly ended their lives. Which after what happened on that that those crazy Spanish fly spots and that match in Mexico last week, I don't think is the best thing to be doing. Unless you're in a controlled environment like WWE. So uh you know, not a lot of people were happy with it, but you know, they said it was an okay match. Luster getting the win with a chokehold. Uh, then we had Dylan Drake versus Timothy Thatcher. And uh, unsurprisingly, probably because Timothy Thatcher was involved, uh, it was a match that went down well with everybody. Thatcher getting the win with the armbar submission. So that means we're going to have Thatcher, Luster, Willie Mack, Brian Cage, Massaro, Thornstow, Cobb, and Horus in night two in competition action. So then main events, Ricochet, Matt Cross, and Joey Ryan. On paper, it didn't make sense. In execution... It was probably the best match of the night from uh, the reports. Uh, some fun stuff, but also some crazy stuff. Just a whole lot of mix of everything from them. Uh, Ricochet getting the win with a Mishinoku driver. I'm not sure on who, but uh, yeah, Ricochet, your winner. And uh, I'd say... Not as good a show as the Evolve show from from a few hours before, according to the reviews. Any any thoughts, Andrew? I'll just say this: um, that tournament has me has zero interest in me, and I'm <laughs> sorry, but I will not be watching nor reviewing those shows. There you go, you heard it here last. <laughs> so then, Shimmer 71, the Chick Fight Tournament. With Dave Prezak and Vader Scott on commentary. Cool. This alone makes me want to watch this show. So, the, th- the thing to note as well about this event, mainstream music's being used. So, I don't know if they have to do some editing on the DVD version. Or the VOD version. I'm not sure. Well, it's already out, so I guess you'll find out. I guess it's allowed. (laughs) Uh, Evie actually got the win with this one. uh, With her very own version of the GTS. Cool. Thanks to a failed distraction from... uh, the champion, Nicole Matthews, of course, one half of the Canadian Ninjas with Perez. Good opener, though, from what the reports say. Then uh, we had Candice LeRae versus Nicole Savoy, which, of course, is Callie versus Callie. Uh, and uh, I guess we could be seen as some sort of an upset. Nicole Savoy wins with a Tiger Suplex. So, uh, 
a lot of interest there. So next up, uh, Nikki Storm versus Cherry Bomb. Both are basically screaming at each other before the bell rings. I guess for some reason. We've got boob shoves, so I don't know whether they did this match on purpose for me. I don't know. Uh, ultimately, it came to Cherry Bomb going for a DVD, but Storm managed to wriggle out and hit a twisting fisherman suplex to get the win. Good response, apparently, from uh, the crowd and... Uh, a lot of people from what they've seen of Nikki kind of saying this girl is going to be signed by uh, somebody pretty soon. Probably in Florida. Which makes sense. I would say. And then speaking of another girl that's going to get signed and pr basically prove Impact wrong, Kaylee Ray. Uh, taking on Kimberly. <coughs> and uh, this was said to be a very good match between the two, as you'd expect, as a very good talent. Uh, Kaylee Ray getting the win with a crucifix. And uh, did both did very well. It's a shame one had to lose, but that's what happens in tournaments. Speaking of. It's a shame somebody had to lose. Mia Yim versus Athena. Hmm. And uh, amazingly, thanks to a uh, couple of package pile drivers and a 450 splash, Mia Yim beats Athena. Yeah, judging but it's from... said to be a damn awesome match. Yeah, judging from the feedback that I saw uh, when the show, show was occurring, it sounded like it was close or probably better than their AIW match. Which is saying something, because that was incredible yeah. as well. Wasn't that part of the raw alternative stuff? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Which girl's night out was that? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think it might have been uh, 12, 11 or 12. Yeah. Uh, can't remember off the top of my head. So, Chili to Melissa versus Jessica Havoc. <laughs> Your final first round match. And uh, Chili to Melissa gets the win with feet on the ropes leverage for assistance so we're trying to stress the Melissa is heel very much despite the fact she's in her hometown awkward but uh, yeah sort of mixed feelings in that it was a dream match and it didn't feel like a dream match Some reason, for some reason, I've got a super dragon chant in here, in these notes. Do you know what that's about? <laughs> I don't know either. What's going on? <laughs> uh, then in the second round, so first up we had Nicole Savoy versus Evie, uh, which 
said to be a pretty strong match as well. Evie getting the win uh, after a double stomp and put, had to pull Savoy away from the ropes to make sure that there wasn't any sort of uh, foot on the ropes to break the foot count. Mm-hmm. But said to be a very good match. Next, and I want to get to this one especially, it's the Battle of Scotland. <laughs> Nikki Storm versus Kaylee Ray. This must have happened in the UK scene. Oh, yeah. Must have. Uh, the great thing is, as well, is Nikki Storm says that Kaylee Ray is her stalker. And the thing <laughs> is, if you look at their approach to wrestling promos, they are exactly the same. So I would not object to both of these people being signed up to NXT in about four minutes. Because they're both that good. Especially because I think Nikki's like 23 and Kaylee Ray's 22, I think. Uh, I don't know about her age, but uh, I think she's close to around that range. They're both young. They're both they're both sort of page material. They're diamonds in the rough, I would say. If 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 they hone their craft a bit more, and with Sarah with Sarah Delray, I think they would. I think you. I, I think the women's. I think the Bellas might be going. Oh shit, we're going to be out of a job soon. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> with well. Yeah, we've seen her. I don't. I think there's a bit of sway. Uh, Kaylee Ray got the win with a Swanton bomb. So Kaylee Ray is in the final. Oh. I, I think I called. I think it's I would basically go. Yeah, I think I was calling it because I so wanted independent wrestling to say, "Why didn't you choose her in the British boot camp thing?" I know she made it to the final three, but. I don't know. She's that good. She deserved it. Well, I, I, I picked the Nikki Storm, but unfortunately that didn't happen. So I, I was a bit sad about hearing that. But I heard it was a good match. Yeah. And then finally, uh, in the second round, we had Chili de Melissa versus Mia Yim, a rematch of 65, uh, which... Obviously, Melissa was doing a lot of heelish tactics, pulling the referee in front of her. Apparently, uh, Jessica Havoc went out and went after Melissa, which the referee saw, so disqualified Yim. Which apparently is brilliant, because on commentary they were saying, oh, Mia Yim is the best person in this tournament. And then, oh, she loses by DQ. Hmm. Brilliant. Some of the execution here was a bit off. I don't know who writes Shimmer, but it's off. <laughs> well, we haven't seen it, so who knows? So then, uh, the Shimmer title match. Nicole Matthews, we didn't know who she was going to be facing, but then it was a nice little touch as it was uh, Tomoka Nakagawa, who is retiring after the next set of Shimmer shows in a couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, apparently before the match even started, uh, 
Nicole Matthews was doing a Larry Zabiska and basically dragging it out. <laughs> I don't think Nicole Matthews was drunk, though. Just saying. Uh, Portia Perez apparently was on commentary for some of the matches, but then disappeared. So it indicated that something was going to happen, which did happen. Uh, she put a chair in the ring as the referee saw to that. Nicole Matthews went for a belt shot but missed. Uh, Tomoko uh, rolled Matthews up, but the referee only made a two count. Uh, she then DDT'd Matthews and hit a step up in Sigori. Thanks to another distraction, uh, uh, Nakagawa missed the clothesline. Then there was a chair shot by Nicole and hit the Vancouver maneuver for the free count and retaining the belt. In what said to be a decent match, but nothing special, especially because yet more screw jobs. Because screw jobs are screw jobs, I guess. So the finale, the freeway dance. Evie, Kaylee, Ray, and Chili to Melissa. Uh, amazingly, uh, it got fucked up. So we get like a spot when I think Evie and Kaylee Ray are thrown to the outside and Melissa's in the ring. Havoc's music goes off, which Melissa looks at and uh, gets the wrist tape out or the wrist tape off her ready to fight. Uh, but nothing happens. So then Evie and uh, Kaylee Ray come back in and then get like thrown into the ring corners, I think. Then Havoc's music plays, and she shows up this time. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, Evie then put Melissa, threw Melissa into her corner, one of the corners, hit a Yakuza kick, and Kaylee Ray hit the swanton on uh, Melissa, and Melissa's the first one to go. So basically, it's the it's the Battle of the Commonwealth now, as it's Scotland versus New Zealand, uh, and also face versus face to some extent. Uh, so Evie goes for the GTS, Kaylee Ray counters, hits a gory bomb, but only gets a two count. Evie then manages uh, afterwards to hit a Yakuza kick and manages to kick it, manages to get a a knee strike uh, to Kaylee Ray's on the top rope. Uh, Kaylee Ray then rolls under the ring, hits a kick of her own and a springboard drop kick and a swanton combination. And Kaylee Ray is your chick fight champion and will go on to face the Shimmer champion at a future show. And Impact is proven wrong. <laughs> it happened. I never, I never thought they'd put Kaylee Ray over. Kaylee Ray won. It's just from what I've heard, it's just a shame the way she won. Because a lot of people have said it would make more sense for her to go over on the heel rather than the face, and also the whole havoc missing her cue sort of ruined it as well. So I don't know what happened there. 
But uh, there's certainly some good matches on there for everybody to catch. Yeah, uh, I was kind of hoping, uh, since I picked Evie to go as uh, one of my picks for the finals, I was hoping she would win the match. But uh, fortunately, that wasn't the case. But uh, her out uh, between Evie and uh, Kaylee Ray was really good. So uh, hopefully I get, a, I get a chance to watch the show. And uh, I think overall it sounds like a, a pretty good show. Sounds like one we should definitely be reviewing if we can uh, in the upcoming weeks. So uh, then we come to the Super Show where the Mercury is rising. Um, although nothing to do with Dragon Gate USA, <laughs> even though it shares the same title. So the show opens with Rich Swan singing, I guess. Uh, so because he's injured, he won't be able to wrestle and lays down a challenge for the tag belts and wants a, a shot at the shows coming up uh, later on in April. So SoCal Val and the PAB come out. SoCal Val makes fun on, of Swan where there's a beatdown, and Gagano and Paige make the, a save eventually. Uh, Paige then wants Conley, and he wants a one-on-one -on -one match right now. Which Paige wins thanks to a schoolboy with the tights. So a heel beat a heel. Okay. <laughs> uh a good match said to uh, said to be uh, not you know not an outstanding thing. Afterwards, uh, thanks to basically uh, Brian Cage not helping out enough in this match, uh, Andrea low blow Cage and Connolly knocked him out with the open the United Gate title. Okay, what? <laughs> So then we had the women's match. So it's Mia Yim and the Cherry Bombs, or the Kimber Bombs, sorry, versus Nikki Storm and the Canadian Ninjas. So Storm gets on the microphone, complains that she didn't want to come out to the Canadian Ninjas music. So Andrea beats the shit out of Nikki Storm. It gives her the three seconds around the world move and tossed her out. So it's now Mia Yim and the Kimber Bombs versus the Canadian Ninjas and Andrea. And all of a sudden, people walked out the building to basically go to the restroom. The reason why people wanted to see that match just got knocked out by somebody that hasn't earned the right to be liked by the crowd yet. Because, what, she's had one match so far? Since her rebranding, I think? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, a lot, a lot of reputation there. Especially when we remember how successful she was as Rosie Lottolove. But they don't want you to know that. But I'm telling you. Who booked this shit? Gabe? It must have been Gabe. Bloody hell. Uh, the ending came with 
the ninjas throwing the all the champions out the ring uh, from Shine. Uh, but then Yin battled back, hitting a double vertical suplex. There was then an attempted German suplex by Matthews and Yim on each other. But uh, eventually Yim rolls up Porsche Perez and gets the free count for the uh, victory. So the Shine Showcase was problematic because it felt like a Shimmer match. Because Shimmer had been on before. And usually the uh, the, the trios match are usually reserved for like the, the main events for the Super Shows. Or at least the Mercury Rising Shows. But uh, apparently he's moved down to the second match. Yeah. <clears throat> there you go. So what needs to be said, uh, Nikki Storm then comes back and challenges Andrea to a match at Shine 26. So I guess the reason why Storm was taken out was for this weekend. I'm sorry, but couldn't you have just had it that basically, couldn't you have just cut a Shine promo on the YouTubes? Like, similar to how Leah Von Dutch and Soraya Knight did. There was no build-up for that. It was just two videos that showcase one pissed the other off, so that's how we're getting a match. Why didn't that happen rather than waste time in a bloody show just to have somebody that hasn't really earned their way into the Shine roster um, be part of it? Which sounds harsh, but I think it's true. The fact that Andrea makes it on a super show, despite not doing a lot since her return and rebranding. Oh, no. So then, logically, what comes next? Yes, your title for title match. Oh. The reason why this was... Drew Galloway was needed the following day uh, up in Scotland for an insane championship wrestling show. You really planned this out well, didn't you, Gabe? Oh, my God. Well, I don't know if you can put the blame on, on Gabe for that one. Who knows if this was, like, last minute or if it was. I'm pretty probably. sure the ICW show has been known since January. On this show? I mean, on, on that show that just happened? It's one. I think it's one of their big ones, from what I remember. Mm. It's one of ICW's, like... I don't think it's Barramania. It's something like that. I'm not entirely sure. I can't really look at the minute, but... There you go, look yeah, just... Yeah. I'm, it, considering he's ICW champion, the likelihood was he was going to do stuff there. Hmm. So, uh, and the great thing is as well, Lenny Leonard makes it clear, this isn't a title unification match. One man will hold both titles. A brand that's dead is still going to have a champion. What? Uh, oh my goodness, that's... <laughs> They're making it more complicated. 
So uh, we get to later on in the match where Gagano goes for the Hurts donut and Paige tries giving Gagano the rope a la a few years back when uh, Gagano choked uh, Shingo Takagi out. Uh, when Gagano gets it, however, he throws it away and basically says that isn't the way he wants to do it. Ultimately, that didn't work because Galloway hit a spiked tombstone pile driver for the win. And the guy that isn't... So this is worrying that it now seems that Roderick Strong is going to be your evolved EGUSA champion next month. Possibly. <laughs> this is good, isn't it? <laughs> hmm. Galloway does a Davy Richards, and then Paige turns on Gargano, beats the shit out of him, and vows to end his career. I don't have an issue with that. I don't. <laughs> That was the best bit of that match. No, I said I, do- <laughs> I, I said I don't have an issue with that. I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, so I know. That's why I said neither did I. Yeah. And that's why I was stressing that was the best bit of that match. It's the only bit that seemed made sense. And that right, Gabe? Oh, wait, he doesn't listen. I, I think it's really weird that they said a commentary that they're not unifying the titles. That <laughs> That does not make sense. Uh, what's, what's I, I'm, I'm guessing they're still confident that they'll still bring back Giant Get USA. That's probably the only explanation why they probably said it. Who knows? So next up, we had the um, Fatal 4-Way with Biff Busick, Drew Gulak, TJ Perkins, and Tommy End. Thankfully, this was better. Because there wasn't any stupid storylines going involved. It was just four guys that wanted to beat the crap out of each other. Uh, Busick took end out towards the end of the match. Uh, hit a choke sleeper on Perkins. But Drew Gulak managed to forearm Busick. But then Perkins locked on a cross arm breaker on Gulak. And TJ Perkins gets the win. So... Uh, it was nice to see TJ get over because I think he lost in all the previous matches. Um, so yeah, uh, apparently all four guys did a very good job, so it worked out good. Which is good to see. Next, we had another good match with PJ Black and AR Fox. Uh, the finish came with uh, AR Fox getting blocked with the low main pain. Uh, PJ then uh, hit a DVD on the apron. <laughs> that ain't gonna hurt in the morning. And uh, with a springboard port, with a springboard 450, PJ Black gets the win. So I guess there could be future shows for PJ uh, on the Evolve set. I would say. I guess so. Then Chris Hero versus Timothy Thatcher. And this was said to be an excellent match between the two of them. Uh, Towards the end, both men were down, but managed to get up at the nine counts. 
Chris Hero gave a big boot to Thatcher. Uh, and then I gave a couple more. Then Thatcher went crazy. Uh, bicycle kick from Hero responded and roaring forearms. Thatcher looks to be out. So uh, Hero takes off the arm pad, hits a rolling elbow, goes for the pinfall. And Thatcher kicks out and immediately locks on the Kimura and Hero has to tap out. And then afterwards they slap hands with each other and shake hands. Or sorry, no. There was a slap exchange between the two of them and they shook hands in respect. Except none of them came out with a stupid attire like Triple H. But yeah, all that I've heard is this is an incredible match. Which is good. So then the main event, I think, yeah. Aries and Strong reuniting Generation Next, taking on Ricochet and Uha Nation. Uh, with Generation Next getting the win with a jumping knee and death by Roderick combination. Um, and then afterwards, uh, Strong thanked Nation and talked to Aries and said that. Aries made him the wrestler that he is today. So strong, knees him, takes out Nation, backbreakers Aries, goes to beat up Nation further. I guess Ricochet ran away or something. I don't know. Uh, strong talks about wrestling Drew Galloway. Then Timothy Thatcher randomly comes out and uppercuts Strong in the face and grabs the mic and says, the road to the Evolve title goes through me. Which, I'm trying to think, considering Roderick Strong was in what, one match, was it? And won it? He's probably number one in the ratings. Because why not? I'm just wondering, why did he attack Aries? Because he's a heel. He has to, he has to imply that... He is a heel, and he is the bad guy when he goes up against Drew Galloway at the next set of shows. I don't know. That just looked kind of ridiculous. I don't know. that. Uh, I mean, if that was going to happen... Mean, if that was going to happen... It's Gabe. It's Gabe. He's, he's, he's got the DJ hired book of overbooking. <laughs> I, I guess so because he keeps thinking that this whole thing was great everything was flawless I mean if if he was going to turn on Aries then why the hell was he going to team with him in the first place <laughs> that, that was just ridiculous well there you go I mean I was under the assumption that they were both heels nope one's more heelish one of these heels is more like the other <laughs> How's that, how's that go? Yeah, that that's really ridiculous. Ah, uh, thanks, Gabe. Ridiculousness in wrestling is all thanks to you. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Not in a good way. So then, finally, uh, night two of the King of the Indies, and uh, thankfully, this was better than the first night. <laughs> uh, a good strong match opened with Jeff Cobb beating Brian Cage with the Tour of the Islands. Timothy Thatcher then beat Vinnie Massaro with Fujiwara Armbar. 
So again, sort of a very technical map based uh, match here for Thatcher. But I guess this is Thatcher sort of because he's winning a lot on this set of the uh, tournament. It might be inadvertently affecting the DGUSA rankings, even though it doesn't, because it's all under the WWN Live brand. I don't know. Uh, Adam Thornstow beat Lost of the Legend with a Tombstone Piledriver. And Willie Mack beat Ray Horus with a Mishinoku Driver, which was said to be the strongest match of uh, that round and possibly even the tournament. So then the match that I think certainly you seem worried about in Juventud Guerrero versus Ultimo Dragon. Weren't you? I can't remember. You seem to be a bit skeptical about it, like it was 15 years too late or whatever. Yeah. Well, turns out Ultimo Dragon was accompanied by Sonny Ona. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's like I was born right. <laughs> Which, hey, that's theirs. Now it's like 20 years ago. <laughs> Which, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's for nostalgia. You know, that's why probably helps because then obviously Sonny can get involved with the finishes and whatever apparently Ono did take a bump of some sort hmm. uh, but it was Ultimo Dragon getting the win with an Acai Moonsault DDT for the win uh, so we then got to the semi-finals uh, with Adam Thornstow beating Timothy Thatcher in a very good performance uh, with a frog splash getting the win. And then, thanks to a very sneaky pin, uh, Willie Mack beat Jeff Cobb. So, so apparently, a sneaky pin from Willie Mack. He isn't here, is he? Is he? What? I don't know. I didn't see the show. That's just from everything else that I've seen, he isn't. Well, he just joined Lucha Underground this week, so uh, maybe. Uh-oh. Uh, so then we had uh, a filler match, which clearly is filler because, you know, the semifinals. Uh, Grappler 3 versus Earl Cooter. Apparently. Uh, with Earl Cooter getting the win with the Unprettier. <laughs> so it happened it happened uh, then we had a uh, APW tag team title match with the classic connection of Levi Shapiro and Freddie Royal taking on Bobby Hart and Sir Samurai Famous B and Marcus Lewis and the Rockness Monsters of Johnny Humor and Johnny Goodtime and uh, thanks to an epic roll up post powdering whatever that is uh, the classic connection retained the belts. And in the finale of the King of the Indies tournament, uh, it was Adam Fornstow with Luster versus Willie Mack with B-Boy. So even more lucha. <laughs> uh, they had... Apparently... Okay, 
So apparently, I'm just looking at this, and the notes was a bit confusing because it said crowd fighting, where what they what's actually meant is they fought in the crowd. <laughs> that is just off. <laughs> Uh, but said to be a very good finale there with the two of them. A lot of good mix. Thornstow getting the win with a frog splash. So unsurprisingly, the guy that's in APW wins the APW tournament. I'm not saying conspiracy, but... I I honestly think as well from what I've heard a lot of people are saying that WWE dropped the ball on Willie Mack from his performances on this show or from these two shows should I say well I don't see how that's the case since he couldn't pass the physical so I don't understand how that how people could say that I think some people were just going how I don't know I think some people were going if 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 talents of a certain age and shape can somehow pass the physical, why couldn't Willie Mack, who clearly does a lot more physical stuff than said certain talents do when they pass the physical? I think it's people jumping to conclusions. You know, uh, entitled wrestling fans, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't know. Nobody knows except WWE. They have their reasons, so. He's on television, so at least, you know, he's being seen. So at least he has yeah, that. So I think he'll certainly get a good niche for himself on Lucha Underground. And if WWE do change their mind and, you know, let him try again and if he passes it this time, you know, I think he'll be a good fit. But if he is part of the Lucha Underground crew now, uh, I sense good things might be coming to him on the El Rey Network. By the way... <laughs> You want to know what what his name is on Lucha Underground? Um, probably not Willie Mac. You you want to know what it is though? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, it's got to be something weird. Okay, take out Willie and just put in the the Mac. Yes, <laughs> that's his name. Why don't they just call him the Royale with cheese? What? The Oh my word. The Mac, that's it. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. That's his name in Witch on the Ground. <laughs> Dwayne the Mac Johnson. There you go. <laughs> Bloody hell. As as you can be uh a little bit more stereotypical, he's uh uh, being paired up with uh, Big Rick Fury. <laughs> Please tell me his entrance music is Mark Morrison's Return of the Mac. I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I just saw some pictures of it. I don't. I think for copyright reasons that wouldn't be allowed. But that needs to be his new music if he's been now known as the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from them, uh, there's also another uh, talent who's a bit, bit a bit known, uh, who's a uh, Known as the Swerve is uh, also part of Lucha Underground. Oh, and no, I'm not talking about Vince Russo. So, are you talking about the WWE Network show? <laughs> <laughs> I said wrestler, <laughs> not show. 
It would explain why we haven't seen him a lot on the East Coast recently. And he, uh, I guess, kind of surprised he's wearing a mask. Never be surprised about anything. <laughs> he's got, and he's got a, a bit of a, not really a strange name, but a, I think it's a bit of a random name. Yeah. Killshot, that, that's his name. Killshot? Yeah. We're taking names from Marvel characters now? I guess he's supposed to be some kind of a assassin. Is he associated with Big Rick Fury? Yes. <laughs> that's the team. Big Rick Fury, Killshot, and The Mac. That's the, that's the team. The Incredible Mac? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All we need is black tarantula. Um, but uh, just quickly, judging from the the photo that I saw, um, uh, kill shot. Uh, the mask has like a bullseye in in the the middle of the face. <laughs> now we're crossing over with the Punisher. What? Oh yeah, I don't know. I, I've been a, a bit far, uh, <laughs> a bit behind on the Lucha Underground episodes, but I, I need to see that because I think the they just started the the trios tournament. Bloody hell! <laughs> right, as so I try and come to terms with that, we will take a break. <laughs> and when we come back, it's a preview of all this weekend's goodness from all around the world. Because, yeah, for the first time ever, I think, Shikara's coming to the UK. They haven't gone international in a quite, if you don't count Canada, of course. They haven't gone outside of North America in a while, have they? Yeah, the last time they went, it was for Germany uh, a couple of years, several years ago. Late 2000s. Which is probably on the uh, Shikaratopia setup. On ShikaraPro.com. I'm pretty sure. Cheap is. plug. See, Shikara, you're getting cheap plugs from me. I'm that much of a mark for this Friday show. Which you probably won't... You'll probably be listening to this after it's done, so... I hope that it was a good show. Anyway, I'll be talking about that. Getting even more hyped up. Along with all the other shows, because... Uh, we've got all that going on. We've got Shine doing something major... We've got PWG having a big show. We've got Ring of Honor with, for what the looks of it, is going to be Joe, Samoa Joe and Tommaso Ciampa's last appearances. And New Japan. Bloody hell, they've chosen the wrong week to do everything, haven't they? The final part of this week's show will be coming up after this break. Unplugged. 
You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Every month on the SNS Radio Network. Check out the podcast that deals with conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unknown. Check out Unplugged CT with Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, and Bronxzilla. You have questions? We have answers. Keep an open mind. Because the truth is out there. The truth shall set you free. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Just a reminder for you to listen to Sunday Night Showdown every pay-per-view Sunday as I'll be joined by my broadcast partner, the Bronx Father, Tony J. Marabella, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, and Mark the Shark DiCarlo as we provide the best pay-per-view coverage of the WWE. And it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Every pay-per-view Sunday, Sunday Night Showdown, your home for WWE pay-per-view coverage. Everybody, this is the Bronx Father to tell you about the Get in the Zone podcast every weekend right here on the SNS Radio Network with myself, my co-host Anthony Farley, and bringing you the TNA recap. No, God, please, no, no. L Train. We also cover SmackDown, some news, and you might even get moments like this. Oh, my brother, testify! Wow. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that, that, was, that wasn't half bad. <laughs> what the f***? <laughs> to quote... See, since I'm imitating... Since I'm imitating Devon tonight, I might as well run the gamut of black wrestlers and go with Booker T. Tell me I did not just... Hear that. It's one of those things to edit. (laughs) (laughs) To edit or not to edit? That is the question. (laughs) For the reaction, you cannot edit this one. Oh, (laughs) shit. 
Anthony's dead. He's just done. <laughs> oh, we might as well just end the show right now. <laughs> so, check out the archive every single weekend and drop us an email anytime. SNS get in the zone at gmail.com. Right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. final part of this week's whole indie show with Ashley and Sandro. That music does pertain uh, to uh, Shine this week and a certain video done by a certain girl that I like the certain cosplay of, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm already getting excited for something that's already happened, probably, as some of you are listening to this, unless I get this up super early, which you never know. I don't really want, I don't think I'll be listening to myself, though. Um... <laughs> That would be a bit weird as I go up to the uh, the show. So I'll get to that later. First up, uh, we'll cover the other international show that's happening, and that is New Japan's Invasion Attack from Sumo Hall. And it's a pretty stacked card, I will say. As ever, this will be broadcast on uh, New Japan World for you all to catch. And we've got a good card here. Uh, so first up, we're starting with 5-on-5 five five Atom... Is it Atomico's? No, that's 8-on-8. What would be 5-on-5 five five, then? Has I got a, has I got a name? Well, we were already talking about this weeks ago, and uh, you got a big laugh out of it, so... I can't remember. Yeah. Put a 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, Gigi Nagata, Captain New Japan, Alex Shelley, Kushida, and Yohei Kamatsu... Versus Manabu Nakanishi, Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, Raisuke Taguchi, and Shotanaka. Uh, 
then we'll have uh, Tenkoji of Satoshi Kojima and Hiroshi Tenzan teaming up to take on, uh, teaming up with Tomaki Homa, sorry, to take on the Bullet Club of Yajiro, Tamatonga, and Cody Hall. What makes me think Cody Hall is going to get pinned? Or are you going to see an upset and Cody Hall gets the pin? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then we get into title action. The junior heavyweight titles on the line as uh, the Young Bucks defend against Rapongi Vice. And I've seen the Japanese promo, and I do love that theme. The Rapongi Vice theme. It is brilliant. <clears throat> it should be more like Miami Vice, though. <laughs> and Kenny Omega will be defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Singles title against Mascara Dorada. Hmm. Uh, and uh, we'll also have the IWGP tag team title itself proper as Anderson and Gallows of the Bullet Club defend against the kingdom of Michael Bennett and Matt Taven and the Japanese cameramen focused on Maria's ass. If any of you are yeah, watching that live, I want the hashtag Maria's ass trending. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, there's going to be a six-man tag with Hiroki Goto, Togi Mikabe, and Tetsuya Naito. Taking on Shinsuke Nakamura, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi. I'm guessing this will be possibly hinting towards um, who Nakamura and... Uh, is it Mikabe that's got the never belt again now? Um, or is it Ishii yeah, still? Um, no, I, I think Ishii uh, got it from because uh, Makabe had to vacate it. I can't remember, but I think there's going to be some sort of build up there too. Is it King of Pro Wrestling in May? No, I get these all wrong. No, uh, May is uh, Dontaku. Oh, Wrestling Dontaku, yeah. Uh, then we're going to have uh, Katsuyori Shibata and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kazushi Sakuraba and Toriyano. So two guys that will beat the shit out of each other and the weirdest feud to happen in New Japan in years. <laughs> but the crowd seemed to bloody enjoy it, so I approve. I really hope this means Toriyano is going to be on the Ring of Honor stuff. <laughs> uh, just the... Confirm, uh, Ishii has the never title. Right, okay. So it's the Intercontinental title, the never t champ, the, the never title holder. And Yoshihashi, he's sort of, what title does he have? Uh, he's just the <laughs> jobber, that's all he is. He's Yoshihashi, that's what he is. Yeah. Uh, There'll be somewhat of a continuation of the rivalry, I guess, as Okada takes on Bad Luck Fale one-on-one. -on -one. Probably with the winner being number one contender, possibly. I don't know. Don't know how that's going to work. And AJ Styles defends the IWGP heavyweight title against Kota Ibushi. I'm wondering if... 
I don't think we'll see a title change, but I'm wondering if it could happen. Considering how Japanese wrestling likes to have somebody not have a title for very long. That seems to be the trend. <clears throat> well, uh, Bullet Club is getting very over with the uh, with the Japanese audience, and they're selling a lot of stuff over there. So I they're I getting over it. worldwide. Even the Japanese have just you know backed down and just went. This shit is cool. <laughs> I mean, the kids yes. are the the kids are buying the AJ gloves that he's selling. Nice. So I should tell you. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> so, uh, next up, uh, we'll get to the, the Shine 26 show uh, happening on Friday at the Orpheum in Ebor City, Florida. Only three matches confirmed so far. I don't think anybody have been added, have they? But I quickly need to go to my YouTube subscription to see if anything got announced. <laughs> uh, I think one match they got, just got announced that I know of. Uh-oh. Quick. It's uh, Kaylee Ray taking on Allison K. So it's K versus K. Yes. K wins. Yay! <laughs> and Allison K already made a, a joke about that on Twitter. <laughs> See, she knows what I'm going to say. That's 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 annoying. Uh, so, uh, other than that, the other three matches are. Uh, BTY of Jamie Jameson and Marty Bell with Andrea. Apparently, SoCal Vow is nowhere to be seen. Huh? <laughs> is TNA having a show? <laughs> That's the only reason I can't think why. Uh, taking on Daph's all-star squad, Daphne's ass, of Crazy Mary Dobson and Solo Darling with Daphne. I think the last Daphne wasn't there the last show was she from what I remember no I don't think so uh, in an ODQ match it'll be Jessica Havoc teaming up with Lever to take on Sue Young and Sweet Soraya Knight so yeah the the rivalry that started nine months ago when Havoc was leaving suddenly starts up again actually was it that was it a month no, it wasn't nine months was it about a year ago I'm trying to remember when all that Shine World title stuff was going down. That was two years ago. Yeah. That's, so a two-year-ago feud is happening now. Shine is Shikara. <laughs> We're sticking with the storyline. <laughs> and then title for title, Shine champion Mia Yim takes on NWA women's champion Santana. The... Understandably, with this one, the titles will not be merged. <laughs> and that right, Gabe? <laughs> you know, judging from that headline, you would assume that the winner would get both belts. Not saying that they have to unify it, but the, the, the individual will walk out with both titles. Logically, I would say that uh, considering one left TNA and the ones now in TNA... I think uh, I think Carlos's daughter, who isn't Carlos's daughter, might be the victorious one there. Because uh, even Mia okay. Yim, if you look at the, when Mia Yim accepted it, she's going heel. 
She's basically doing her Impact Wrestling character already. No, I'm just confused on the the comparison that you just said. Carlos Santana. Oh, okay. The guitar player bloke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think that that's a. I know they're not related, <laughs> but it's just that's the only thing I could come up with. Okay. Because I couldn't come up with anybody called Garrett. <laughs> well, <clears throat> if they're not going to, like, if both belts are not going to be on the line, they should have, like, a secondary title that should say that. You know, you know, because they're just going to make people confused. From what I can tell, it is both belts on the line, I think. Oh, and I just remembered, they also added another match. And... Oh. I'm going to double check, but I think the headline also said titles versus titles. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. As what? the Kimber Bombs take on the Shimmer Tag Champions 3G. Wow. Let me just quickly double check that, but I know that was confirmed. Damn. I don't know what to say. Just damn. Blimey. Okay. Uh, God damn it. Let's just verify it. <laughs> also set to be part of the card, though, are, uh, uh, I guess, Nikki Storm and Andrea, even though it's not mentioned. That's brilliant. It happens on the WWN show, and it's not even an official match on their website. Brilliant. Uh, yes. It is confirmed. Title versus title. Camera bombs against 3G. So, uh, I don't want to say this is how we get the... I don't want to say this is how we see Tomoaka retire, but if the Kimber bombs held every major female title that is out there, <laughs> I think it would say something. Yeah. And I also have some of the other matches that have been confirmed as well. Oh, my word. They're confirming him too late for us. <laughs> as, as I said earlier, Allison K against Kelly Ray. Madison Eagles against La Rosa Negra, which that should be very interesting. But at the same time, should be a very good match as well. Yeah. And another one, Evie taking on Shazza McKenzie. Oh my word, it's Australia versus New Zealand. It's the World Cup cricket final all <laughs> over again. <laughs> Overall, it sounds like a, a pretty solid show. Yeah, that's a strong show. Oh, and they also added another match that I forgot to read. Oh no, what? Uh, it says here, as a result of the uh, WWN Super Show last week, uh, Nick Storm against Andrea. I already said that one. But they didn't bother. They haven't bothered to do a video promo for it, mm. which is, you know, not good. So that's just that's a strong card. Oh, I probably won't be able to stay up for that because I'll be too knackered. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> uh, so uh, next, we go to Ring of Honor's Conquest Tour show in san antonio texas i don't know whether this is tv tapings or not it might be might not probably not 
So uh, it's going to be Michael Elgin versus Cedric Alexander. Uh, Donovan Dijak versus Dalton Castle. Uh, yeah. Judging from the internet's response to Dalton's Castle debut on television a few weeks back, I approve. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I heard this week that uh, Dalton uh, signed a contract with Ring of Honor. Wow. Oh, I'm pleased for him. Yeah, but then that kind of confirms that, unfortunately... The Crabtree legacy lives on in Ring of Honor. That's all you need to know. Well, it seems like... Well, it seems like the... uh, The smooth sailing might be coming to an end in Chikara. Yeah, but... It all got a bit abrupt with Cesaro as well, didn't it? I don't know. That was but one that, that was out of the blue from what I remember. I don't know. That's, that's a damn shame. Uh, we're also going to have the War Machine of Hampton and Rowe taking on the Killer Elite Squad of Lance Hoyt and David Boy Smith Jr. Random? That's a random, but at the same time, that is definitely a mean guy match. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Red Dragon defend the tag belts against the Addiction. And Alberto Del Patron, ACH, and Matt Seidel take on the Briscoes and Roderick Strong. Also set to appear are Jay Lethal, Adam Page, BJ Whitmer, Caprice Coleman, and Moose. But not Tommaso Ciampa. Eh? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know they don't want to advertise him but considering what he said it probably is his last show and also the fact that there's nothing mentioning for Joe even though he's on the show is he on the show? I thought he was on the show no Oh, this last week it was the last one I don't know I lose track of all of that <laughs> You should go anyway because it's Chompers' last match against somebody. Please oh. don't tell me it's against Moose. <laughs> if you oh, do that, there Ring it of is. Honor. There it is. That's, that's... done fucked up. <laughs> that's, oh. his, that's his farewell match. He's going to lose the Moose. He done effed up. I'm going to clean my language because Shikara might be listening. Oh, damn it. Anyway, uh,. Moving on, somewhere where Tommaso Ciampa will be wrestling again, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Yes. They will be having their next show this Friday as well, but this isn't going to be on our pay-per-view, so I'll just have to wait till the uh, the uh, DVD is out. Uh, so it's PWG's Don't Sweat the Technique, uh, uh, happening as ever in Reseda, California. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa on this card will be facing ACH. So basically the same match that could be happening in Ring of Honor. <laughs> uh, Biff Busick will be taking on Brian Cage. Speedball Mike Bailey faces Trevor Lee. Bloody hell. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Chris Saban and Matt Seidel take on the Monster Mafia. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, Andrew Everett versus Ricochet. Yes. Tommy End versus Chris Hip. Are they personally trying to make this car get better and better? 
is to make me jealous that I'm having to go out to a wrestling show myself for the first time ever. Damn it! Uh, the world's cutest tag team of Candice and Joey take on the Beaver Boys of Reynolds and Silver in a non-title match. And Roderick Strong defends the PWG world title against Zack Sabre Jr. Somehow I think Strong is retaining. If they put Sabre Jr. over, holy crap! <laughs> I don't think they will, but if they did, I would mark out massive. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I mean, you never know. You never know. Oh, and if that's going to be something I'm hoping to wake up to Saturday morning. <laughs> if they do that, hey, I have no issues with that. So, uh, then we get to the big one for me. Uh, the British tour of Shikara. Yes, and you're going to the first show. Yes, uh, Friday show for British eyes only until the v- in brackets until the VOD comes out when everybody can see it <laughs> at the Wolfram Hall, uh, part of the Wolverhampton Civic Hall in Wolverhampton, England, because it's England. So the key thing to note here with all these Shikara shows is there is a pre-show. Which I think you can, I think tickets are only available to book online. So I don't think there's going to be tickets on the door. So if you haven't booked in advance, don't go, don't go down hoping you can get a ticket on the door because I don't think they're doing that. Uh, mainly due to the fact that I think the the shows coming up later, which I'll mention, are close to full anyway or sold out. So uh, for this Friday show. Uh, and Saturday, because it's in the Wolverhampton, uh, the local promotion based out of their Fight Club Pro will be having pre-shows going before the event. So uh, it's it's certainly the Friday show is probably the best of one of the two to go to in terms of uh, the pre-shows uh, because a couple of TNA talents are going to be part of it. I'm not sure why they're there. I guess. I'm, I'm yet. Are there any other British shows happening this weekend? I don't think there is. I don't think there's any like Revolution Pro or Preston mm. PCW stuff. Not that I'm aware of. I find it odd that they're here, but uh, yeah, Angelina Love is going to be making an appearance. I don't know how many. The, the confusing thing is the 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 pre-show supposedly, according to this, lasts an hour and a half. Because the, do- the the main show doors open at half six to everybody that bought the standard ticket rather than the pre-show ticket. The two matches confirmed for the part one of Enter Shikara are the Hunter Brothers taking on the Mustache Mountain and MK McKinnon taking on Davey Richards. I'm going to see a Davey Richards match, everybody. Wow. That's an unexpected bonus for a Shikara show. Blimey. That's, I'm surprised about. Uh, Also set to make some sort of appearance. I don't know whether that's just for like the pre-show stuff, like signings and autographs and t-shirts and whatnot. 
Uh, apart from Angeline Love, will also be Clint Margera, Nixon Newell, Dan Malone, Chris Brooks, Eddie Dennis, uh, the team of KYS, Morgan Webster, Andrew Gulak. I approve. <laughs> so then we get to the main show. Uh, seems to be that they're only doing six matches per show for this. So they're not. it's not as long and comprehensive as the last few shows have been for Shikara. I don't want to say it's a skeleton crew, but obviously we're only having six matches rather than, what, eight or nine that we normally get on a Shikara show, is it? Seven or eight, standard. Give or take. Yeah, somewhere around there. So we're going to have Juan Francisco de Coronado versus Oleg the Usurper. Uh, the Batiri, representing the Arcane Horde, taking on the Gentleman's Club of Chuck Taylor and the Swamp Monster. I automatically, as soon as I saw that match, I was like, yes, I chose the right day. <laughs> um, I don't know whether that's supposed to be Challenge of the Immortals or not, and I'm going to ask Quack about this and see if he can get the website changed. So if it does happen, you know I did it. <laughs> um, Ultramantis Black faces Mr. Azerbaijan. Uh, Soldier Ant versus Eddie Kingston, one I'm really looking forward to. Uh, and then the two Challenge of the Immortals matches, uh, for sure, at least according to Facebook. Or, you know, I'll, I'll probably report on this and see whatever, tell you what everything is. Uh, the first one is the Wrecking Crew, comprising of three people, I guess. Judging from the tour, it's probably... Because I'm trying to think. Who, who's part of the crew again? It's Yaka... Smashmaster, McMassive, and... Devastation. So it's Flex Rumble Crunch. Yeah. I don't I don't think Flex is part of the tour. Which probably means ya- Yaka will be part of the number three of that then. Because I don't think Flex Rumble Crunch is actually, um, as I say, part... Of uh, the tour this time. Well, um, you didn't say Oleg, did you? Well, Oleg's not part of them, is yeah, he? Yeah, he's not part of them. Uh, but yeah, the Wrecking Crew will be taking on the Battle Hive of Amasis, Fire Ant, and Worker Ant. Right. And the other Challenge of the Immortals match, another trios match. Uh, the Nightmare Warriors of Frightmare, Hallow Wicked, and Blind Rage face uh it's, it's dash's dugout but it's also because of what happened last year let's just call it the golden trio even though two of them don't have gold anymore but whatever uh dasher hatfield mr touchdown and icarus actually technically the hatfield and touchdown do have titles because nobody claimed the pair of pairs off them i would say they went down with a ship. <laughs> no. uh, this Saturday, uh, early in the afternoon, is going to be the Mike Quackenbush seminar thing. All this, all the rest of the stuff I'm not going to. I'm not following them around. I ain't got that much money. <laughs> uh, so Saturday, yeah, the Quackenbush seminar. I, I don't know whether there's... It's probably too late for you to get a, few, a place left on the thing, but... Uh, uh, should be good. I've, pretty much it has sold out, which is good to see. A lot of people getting the wit and wisdom of Mike Quack and Bush. Uh, 
Sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. Sorry, Mike. Um, so Saturday's Let Em Eat Cake. Uh, the pre-show uh, starts at five with the main show at seven. I, there are no matches confirmed for part two of the pre-show, so I don't know. All I can tell you is there's going to be no Davy and no Angelina Love. I don't know what's happening there. So, this night is going to be full of uh, Challenge of the Immortals matches. The only one that isn't is the Atomico's mix-up match as the Colony team up with NRG to take on the Devastation Corporation and Hallowicked and Frightmare. All All these other five matches are part of the whole Challenge of the Immortals tournament thing. So we're going to have Amasis versus Prakash Sabah. The Gentleman's Club versus the Arcane Horde. Eddie Kingston versus Yaka. Uh, Los Ice Creams, representing Crown and Court, taking on Dasha Hatfield and Mr. Touchdown. Uh, so the throwbacks there of uh, Dasha's dugout. And Icarus versus Juan Francisco de Coronado. In match 27, apparently, of their feud. Because that's what it feels like. Because they face each other in many different promotions over the last two years. Chikara, Excellence Pro. Didn't they... I think they had a couple of matches as well in Wrestling is Fun, I think. Yeah, probably one of the Wrestling is Rants. Yeah. Uh, Sunday will be uh, they'll be heading off to uh, Cardiff in Wales for peer pressure at the Masonic Hall in uh, Guildford on 8th Guildford Street in Cardiff Uh, this time it's a little bit different with the times Uh, the pre-show starts at 4 with the main show at 6 this is being co-hosted with Attack Pro Wrestling that are based out of uh, Cardiff uh, and they are having a apparently uh, a superhero themed pre-show, as they are entitling it "Not Another Super Show." And the only match confirmed so far for that is uh, Eddie Dennis and the Brothers of Construction. Oh God, what? <laughs> I didn't read this through when I wrote it down. Uh, taking on the Anti Fun Police and. Pistol Pete Dunn. Who of course is he was part of the Team UK, wasn't he? Part with the Shikara stuff? Yeah. Apparently Pete Dunn in attack pro wrestling terms is apparently a heel now. He's a baddie. He did something. But because I don't follow Attack Pro Wrestling, because I don't get the chance to go to Cardiff. Um I'm not sure how it happened. There is blurb on the I think Attack Pro Wrestling Facebook page and all that if you want to find out about it, if you are going to it. So you aren't going in <clears throat> dry and not knowing what's going on. But it doesn't look, look too bad of a six-man tag there. There's probably other matches, but I don't know what they are. Um, so on here, Eddie Kingston will be facing a mystery opponent. I don't know who it will be. I'm trying to... Would they do something surprising, like bring somebody from the UK stuff rather than, uh, you know, a, a usual face? 
for Shikara? I don't know. I, I think it'll I think it'll be too late for that. Well, it's 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 a mystery opponent, so I guess we'll just find out when it happens. <clears throat> uh, Worker Ant takes on Soldier Ant. Um, then we'll have a four-way tag with Lost Ice Creams, the Gentleman Club of Chuck Taylor and Drew Gulak, the United Nations, which I'm not sure who that is. It could be Sabar and uh, Coronado, because... Who's the fourth member of the United Nations, other than Azerbaijan? Is it the boar? Yeah, it's the boar. The boar isn't on the tour. That rhyme. So I've got a feeling that's going to be uh, Sabar and uh, Coronado uh, taking on Yaka and Oleg the Usurper. So I'm trying to think who has. I'm trying to remember who has points in that. If any of them. I'm going to have to see. I guess the interesting one is what if Yaka and Oleg won it and got three points. Because that could make a match with the Devastation Corporation very awkward. Very awkward. Uh, uh, we got two Challenge of the Immortals matches. Uh, we got Atomico's stuff with the Arcane Horde taking on Dash's dugout. And a tag match as Frightmare and Blind Rage representing the Nightmare Warriors take on Fire Ant and Amasis for the Battle Hive. And then the main event will see the Devastation Corporation defend the Campeonatos de Parejas against NRG. And then Monday in the afternoon. Uh, Shikara will be having their afternoon delight. Because that's what it literally is. It's going to be in the afternoon at the garage in Highbury Crescent in London, England. There is an issue here, though. The Highbury Garage is saying that uh, they're only allowing over 14s in. Which, considering Shikara is all about children 12 and under getting free is a little awkward and confusing. So I don't... That, just be careful there if you are going. If anything, don't go to the pre-show because that, be, that might be why they're doing it over 14s. I'm not sure. Because I'd have thought the Shikara show would be family-friendly. I don't know what the main show is going to be doing. Or sorry, the pre-show. Mainly because there is no clue as to what it's what it is. It's not like Fight Club Pro or Attack Pro where it's being done in conjunction with somebody. It just seems to be happening. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, the pre-show starts at 3 and the main show itself starts at 5. <clears throat> so everybody can get back home in time for... Oh wait, there's nothing on the telly that night. Um, whatever. So... Here we're going to have uh, Ultramantis Black taking on Blind Rage. Again, I don't think that's Challenge of the Immortals, but who knows? I can change it and make it all up on the fly. Then we've got the... Oh, I'm trying to think what name they gave it. This... Oh. 
when they had the four tag teams take on each other with one partner on each side, you know, where we saw the underbrights happen back on uh, season 14. Oh, you, I forgot. They, was it a fray? No, it couldn't have been a fray. Wasn't it? I don't remember. But anyway, it's going to be Dasha Hatfield, Kodama, and Hype Rockwell taking on Mr. Touchdown, O'Barian, and Race oh. Jackson. Oh, that was the uh, uh, with match. Yeah. It's that. It it's that, but we're doing it in Trio's form rather than Tomiko's form. Uh, then there's going to be three Challenge of the Immortals matches. Uh, the Wrecking Crew of Yaka, McMassive, and Smashmaster take on the Gentleman's Club of Chuck Taylor, Drew Gulak, and the Swap Monster. I approve. Uh, Eddie Kingston takes on Oleg the Usurper. Uh, the United Nations, I guess in trios action, unless the ball does show up, show up takes on the Battle Hive, which is, I'm guessing, a Massis Workaround and Fire Ant. Which does beg the question, what happened to Green Ant? He doesn't you seem mean to Phil be honest. Silver Ant, sorry. He doesn't seem to be on the tour. I thought he was on the tour. He doesn't seem to be billed for any of the matches, so... Confusing. Whatever. Uh, And uh, the main event... Icarus defends the Chicago Grand Championship against Halla Wicked. And I... I'm guessing Icarus is going to retain, but I don't know. They've said the way that they've written the write-up, the Shikara Ute K-Tour post, is they say it's the final show and it's a big one. That might be just because it's got the Shikara Grand Championship match on it. But then again, is that teasing a title change or something? Something big happening. Who knows? We'll have to see. So, uh, yeah, that is that's all the major stuff that is happening this weekend. And dear God, I'm going to be exhausted. There'll be, I guess, somewhat of a review next week from me if I haven't marked out too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I haven't I'm, lost my voice. And uh, I'm assuming um, you won't be doing like live coverage from the show, right? I can't Twitter it. <laughs> I can't Twitter it on my phone because for some reason it doesn't like Twitter anymore. You know, I, I, I try and load it up and it just says connection unavailable when other web pages do work. I might see if I can try and post it on my Facebook that way and then you can possibly send it over to the people in the know. On PW Ponderings, if they haven't got 15 other ones already. I am intrigued as well because it is Shikara whether uh, Botchamania's Matthew Gregg is going to be uh, showing up to the shows. No, he could. I'd have thought because it's Easter weekend, depending on uh, what his work schedule is, he might be able to go. So we'll have to see. And also, we'll have to see whether we actually make it on the uh, 
on the video recording. <laughs> so when it comes out, you better pay the money, Sandra. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering how they're going to like um, release them. Like, I'm wondering if they're going to have like a special like, if you buy all four, you can pay like let's say twenty five bucks, something like that, some kind of special. They might do a four for the price of three. I'd have thought possibly. Yeah, as a bundle. It's a big thing, but I don't know. Yes, because uh, I'm trying to. I think the tickets that I've got, if I if I can be bothered to look at the details of the thing, I think it's silver. Up, I I I'm got tickets to the pre-show as part of it, but it's the silver range, which I think is like second, third, and fourth row. So in theory. I should be sort of on on visuals. I think I I'm going in with a Star Wars t-shirt, I think. If you need to look for it, but depending on what I buy, I might be wearing a blatant Shikara t-shirt as well. <laughs> so I'll tell you all next week. <laughs> well, uh, I look forward to hearing the stories of the what you're you'll counter at the Chikara show. Yeah, Davy Richards especially. <laughs> Considering <laughs> all I've heard about Davy. Oh, it's gonna be my first chance to see a Davy match in person. Probably the only time. You know, funny thing before we go, um you know, today was uh, April Fools. And as uh record. And the Bateri uh put a, a post on Twitter. Basically they were saying that Oh, we heard that Eddie Kingston was arrested, and because of <laughs> that, Eddie he didn't make bail, so he's not going to be in a UK tour. <laughs> and some people... He didn't engage. What? <laughs> and some people actually bought it as fact. So I noticed some people posted it as, like, real news. I know uh, the guys over at the the Indie Corner, like the guys from the UK... They posted that as news, like breaking news. Oh. <laughs> and like they would. Bloody hell. Jerry, like, and uh, Eddie Kingston were like, that's not true, bro. <laughs> so don't worry. I'm not arrested. <laughs> but that was pretty funny, though. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, but Terry. oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. So, with that being said, um,. That is all for this week. Next week, I'll probably be exhausted. Because not only, you know, I've got a whole bunch of movies to see, a whole bunch of other stuff to do over the Easter weekend, and all this wrestling. God damn it. <laughs> oh, my word. So, um, check out all the other shows on the network, uh, on the Internet's Facebook page. Or on the uh, SNS Radio Network website, www.snsradionetwork.com. They're all there for you to check out if you want to get in touch with us. Sandra, how can they do that? You can find us on Facebook, uh, search for The Whole Indie Show. On Twitter, at TWIS underscore podcast. Uh, you can follow myself over at Sandro, TWIS. Uh, S-A-N-D-R-O-T-W-I-S You can follow Ashley over at Ash is my name UK uh, 
as he mentioned, uh, he won't be doing uh, live coverage because uh, I guess his cell phone hates Twitter for whatever reason. Well, it's it's not it's not a smartphone; it's a stupid phone. Ah, okay. It's it's not it's not the smartphone level. It hasn't got a touch screen. <laughs> got a little touch scroll pad. It used to work fine until like after Christmas, and now it's just like no, no. So I'll I'll be posting. I don't think I'll be posting live to Facebook. I'll probably post after the results are done, and then you can you can send said post to. The guys over at PW Ponderings, and if yeah, they just, want to use the info from it, you can. Yeah, you just send me the information on this, uh, the 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 prior message on Facebook, and I'll send the information. So, no yeah, find us there. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, search for the whole indie show. Subscribe and rate us over there, and uh, find all the archives and RSS feeds over at snsradionetwork.com. So. Song of a Night. Thanks to YouTube and April Fools, I'm doing this because one, this track is going to get me uh, pumped up. And I just also found it funny when I was searching for Brent or Floss videos and it said, Did you mean Darude Sandstorm? And when I searched for anything, it was, Did you mean Darude Sandstorm? So I'm going to bloody use Darude Sandstorm. Thankfully, you don't have to watch the video because I've seen it and I didn't even know it had a video, and my God, how bloody weird a video that was. Anyway, regardless, I hope you all have a good week. I hope I do. Really, I do. 25 quid. I really hope I do. Got to spend a shit ton of money on the merch as well. So, that was Sandro. This was Ashley. That's been your weekly slice of indie goodness. Happy Jesus Day, everybody.